What's up, Liz? Not much, Doug. Hey, yes. episode 26. Yes. We have some amazing, amazing news this week. Very exciting. I heard some awesome news for the Smith family. Kevin and Moose are home. Kevin and, and Moose are home. home. You have a new home. Congratulations. New home, yeah. Thank you very much. We moved into our new house. Um, I hadn't put out a lot of details, but of course, Liz knew. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we uh, had to move and we found out about like four months ago. Yeah, we found out we had to move. So last week was moving week, which is a nightmare. We had to put all our stuff in storage. So 99% of our stuff was in, was in storage. Three and a half months, we moved it out. We're moving in. We're still kind of moving in, still unpacking boxes. But the good news is we're here. Everybody's adjusting. And again, the dogs are back. Kevin and Moose are back. And oh, that's awesome news. Yes. Ruling their kingdoms. All they can see. Yes. The sad thing is for Moose is he no longer has a pool to do his daily laps. So oh, he's going to have to poor, find some other exercise. Poor Moose is going to just have to live like the rest of us without pools. I know. I know. Not this. And I, yeah. I've told him so many dogs don't have pools. You're he like, just doesn't believe it, does he? One. No, he doesn't believe it. He's like, every dog, <laughs> every dog doesn't have a pool. <laughs> That's his voice, actually. Is it? So congratulations to you and your Thank family you. for you. finally moving in, getting your house, getting the family back together. Thank you. You know, my son got moved to Chicago last weekend. Um, he's got all moved in. He, You can tell he was raised by a thrifting mom or a thrifty <laughs> mom. Um, he has furnished a two-bedroom apartment aside from his bed. His entire two-bedroom apartment with thrifted, free-cycled, and Craigslist furniture. Wow. Um, he is ecstatic. Neither of us have been, to, uh, of all the places we've ever been, we've never been to Chicago. One thing that stuck out, and you know, kind of love the kid, right? I say kid, he's 25. Um, <laughs> oh, he's a child to us. He's just a child for me, and he's not. So anybody that's listening, there's full-out-blown business owners listening to this right now that are younger than that, and I mean that in <laughs> the sincerest way. Grandma what? Liz here. No, I'm not a grandma. But one of the things that he said is everybody is so nice. Everybody that he's encountered. Chicago? Yes. No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> Chicago is a lovely city. I like, I like I said, never, you know, he didn't know what to expect. We've lived in big cities. We've lived in D.C. He, he went to school downtown blocks from the White House. I mean, oh, there you, go. you know, he started college at George Washington University. So we've lived in big cities before. It's it's nothing new. But yeah, every time we went to go pick up some furniture or discounts, they're like, oh, he's like, yeah, I'm furnishing an apartment. And everybody's been so nice. Give him a gift discount, welcoming oh. in. Been like, well, I remember when I was school, you can just have it for free. But it's been pretty cool to see. Um, somebody posted in the Facebook group, and I'm going to kick myself for not remembering because I'm doing this off the cuff. But somebody posted about an app called Free Stuff Alerts. Okay. If you download it turn off notifications because it's going to flood <laughs> your phone and drain your battery. Um, yeah. I don't even live in a big city, but this thing is going off 30, 40, 50 times a day with free alerts. Wow. Um, so he was able to just turn it on when he got there and he's like, that's close enough. Can I go pick up your lamp? That's close enough. I'll take that coffee table. So anyways, there's a tip from our seller community. Could be good for reselling as well. Free stuff what? and resell it. What? Yes. But Liz, the important question is, is your son 
in Chicago, keeping all of his clothes in numbered bins behind him. Uh, no, this kid <laughs> is so far from a reseller. <laughs> he would rather work at a coffee shop or bartend nice. than resell online. He has okay. to be around people. He's a people person. He could, he, no, no interest at all. But anyways, that's our personal news. I'm glad you can join our lives. That's we right. Yeah, thanks. Liz and I are that. just catching up and you get to listen in. Yeah, it's been a busy week. Doug and I, we haven't talked I at know. All. It's been busy with moving and, of course, what was that that happened last week? What, what happened last? Oh, wait they a minute. Open. Wait, wait, I'm going to stop because it was super exciting. And we'll get into this, but I got to give kudos where kudos are due. eBay Open was last week and it opened up with some intro stuff. And then the main event, our own Liz O'Kane interviewed eBay CEO Jamie Iannone. Yes. <laughs> how freaking crazy is that that was crazy but for i mean it was for a reason they you were handpicked liz yeah that was wild to me um, and he did a you did a great job it, and it was a good interview he seems like a cool guy i actually don't know him he seems like a cool guy and he did turn the tables on you at the end and asked you a question and i did i liked that you were like oh you're gonna turn it on me i'll turn it back on you too yeah, it, it was so, so it was just a crazy thing. I, I'll tell you. you. So everything's been busy the week before. So this has all been planned for, you know, months, right? Like yeah. that, the seller story that came out. So I'm like, this is crazy. Why eBay? Why me? Why, why me? But I think what's cool is that they just want everyday sellers. And I feel that I'm just an everyday seller, right? I'm not some multi-million dollar seller. I don't have a warehouse. I don't have employees. I'm just Liz in the basement. You know, that whole thing was wild. And, you know, my brain was still like buzzing from doing that video shoot and whatnot. And I was sitting on the recliner like I do every night, <laughs> right? Working and catching up on stuff and working on podcast stuff. And I opened up my email and it was, hey, Liz, got a question for you. You want to interview Jamie Iannone for eBay Open? And I'm pretty sure some words came out of my mouth that we're not going to put on this podcast. <laughs> Um, and my husband looks at me, he's like, did you get a return request? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, this is the opposite. Oh my gosh. Same words uh, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, holy crap. What company, like as a seller, why, how, why, why me? I don't know why. And it doesn't matter why they asked me. I said yes. And it was a freaking cool experience. Yeah, you did a great job and it was nice, you know, right in there out of the gate. Jamie had his intro remarks and then I'm going to talk to Liz O'Kane. Yeah, it was pretty and wild. I know her. I know her. You know. <laughs> so yeah, that that question at the end was totally unscripted and just I, I had no idea he was going to ask me. I knew I was going to ask him questions. I had no idea he was going to ask me. But it worked out good because the question that I did have in my mind was about one of the topics we're going to talk about today. And what are we going to talk about today, Liz? I think we should do an eBay Open recap because there's a lot of stuff that went on. Okay. Even if you attended eBay Open, I found yes. out I missed some big stuff, big announcements, because there was so much going on at once. It was hard to take it all in at once. Yeah, it was pretty busy and pretty crazy. I'm Doug. And I'm Liz. 
And welcome to the Seller Community Podcast from List Perfectly. This is episode 26. Doug, we already said we're going to be talking about eBay Open this week. That's right. Let me talk about, let me say that again. So, and what do we have this week, Doug? Well, we already talked about, we're going to talk about eBay Open. And we do have some news this week, Liz. Yes, we do. The Seller Community Podcast is produced by List Perfectly every week for your enjoyment. And show notes are found at listperfectly.com slash podcast. Let's get started with eBay Open Online Recap. All right, Liz, I hear that there's some news this week. What do you have for us? Yes, this week in List Perfectly news, I should say last week, List Perfectly released the integration of Sizely for Pro Plan members. Cool. Ask me what Sizely is. So, Liz, for those that don't know, and me, no, I know, what is Sizely? So Sizely is a site that a lot of sellers use, uh, mainly in the clothing categories, uh, that gives you line-drawn templates for you to enter your clothing item measurements. Uh Ah. And you can add that graphic at the end of your listing. So it gives a nice, visual, clean visual graphic so your potential customers know exactly where you've measured your garment or your piece of clothing or your glasses or your necktie or apron or whatever item you're selling. What odd examples, Liz. Let's say hypothetically you had a Morrissey t-shirt. What would those measurements look like? So it would be totally up to you. You could do the chest measurement, the length measurement, the sleeve measurement. Um, For dresses, you could, I mean, some of these charts have a lot of measurements in it. Um, Okay. And that is what Sizely is. In the past, you can even do eyeglasses. They have templates for eyeglasses. That's interesting. In the past, sellers that have used Sizely have either had to bring up their website on phone or desktop, enter the dimensions, copy a URL, paste that into your listing, or do a screenshot, save it, and then upload it into your listing. So first off, let's make this totally clear. This is for the pro plan members. So what List Perfectly has done is they have integrated Sizely into your listing flow via the extension. Again, like we said, this is for the pro plan. Now, instead of having to go through all those steps, when I'm listing, all I have to do is click the Sizely icon. It opens up a new tab. I enter my measurements and I click the copy to List Perfectly and it automatically adds that picture to my listing flow. That is cool, Liz. And I know you think this is crazy. And I have clothing that I'd like to sell, but... I clothing selling is super intimidating. And I think it's the measurements part that is scary for other sellers as well. A lot of people, a lot of sellers we talk to like, Oh, I don't want to deal with clothing. They're intimidated by the measurements. So, I mean, this is a cool integration, but so what's the deal? Do I have to have a Sizely account first? Do I go from list perfectly into Sizely? How does it um, integrate? So you do have to have a Sizely account and they offer a couple of different options. They do have a free option that gives you uh, access to 25 different, that gives you access to 25 of their templates and you get up to 30 downloads a month. They do have paid subscriptions. Go check it out. See what fits your business model if you wish to use it. What's really great is there's already a lot of sellers already using Sizely. With this integration, you are saving time. So Liz, have you used Sizely? I used it in the past just a couple of times. The reason that I have not used it is not because of price of a subscription. Even the free subscription, I was about saving time. 
Like I didn't want to have to screenshot it and save it and download it and upload it and put it. I wasn't about like the time wasn't worth it to me, but now all I have to do is push a button, enter my measurements that I was going to enter anyways. And it automatically throws that graphic into my listing for me. So kind of now it's a no brainer for me to use it. Um, I think it's super sick. It's super slick, super clean. I know uh, people like our friend Katie Zilverberg. She has used Sizely for a long time. She is a huge proponent of Sizely. And I think that's probably one of the reasons that sets her apart from a lot of sellers in her category. Yeah. So she's going to love this. She's already commented. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, she has. She's like, whoa. This perfectly is trying to be like the super software here. So yeah, a lot of Sizely users are super stoked about this. If you're interested and if you're a pro plan member, go check out and see if Sizely's right for you. That integration's built in. You'll save time if you're using the two together. So that is your list perfectly news this week. Wait a minute though. There's what? there's other big this is big news. It was impressive. It is the LA Times had an article on list yes. perfectly over the weekend and it was an interview with our friends the posh kings john and brad the article in la times told the list perfectly story clara and amanda how they got started clara has chronic arthritis and you know she was a very active seller they were both active sellers and it just got to a point where it was difficult her for her to do what she needed to do to list so amanda they came up basically came up with list perfectly and that's how it started and then words started to get out and it started to build. And then, uh, you know, the Posh Kings, obviously very successful on Poshmark, but we know too that they've also branched out to eBay. Big fans of List Perfectly, big users of List Perfectly. So uh, they were interviewed, you know, about how they use List Perfectly and how it's really helped them up their game. And it was uh, a great, uh, great article in the LA Times. Yeah, it was a super awesome article. I woke up last weekend and saw that somebody had posted that they saw that super happy for Claire and Amanda, super happy for Liz perfectly. Congratulations. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's, it's an interesting, it's a great story the way it started at a, at a necessity and then it just grew and grew to where it is today. And it's obviously continuing to grow with things like the Sizely integration. Yeah. And they're not done. Stay tuned because there's a lot more things coming out, not just for pro plan users, but for all users. Yes. So yeah, two Tidbit. huge, exciting news tidbits this week for Liz Perfectly. I spared you the social commerce news, but you know, when we talk about eBay open, you know, TikTok's going to come up. So I'm very excited. <laughs> I know <about> it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure as soon as I heard social commerce, I'm pretty sure I texted you, <laughs> LOL. That's right. Because um, I knew you were listening. Um, well, and yeah, it's but, good that they are good that they're on it. And with that, so much came out of eBay open. Doug, what did you learn? What, what let's, let's give our listeners a recap, whether you listened in on eBay open online or not, this could be beneficial. We're going to try and roll some things into one and give you some resources. Yeah. So it was interesting for me, Liz, obviously the big thing with eBay open this year is that it was online. Frankly, I got to tell you, I was a little nervous. Mm-hmm. I was hoping that they'd be able to pull it off. I was hoping it would go well because they had a lot of people registered. We had heard that yeah. maybe it was like 20 something thousand registered. And that's a lot of traffic. This is devil's advocate. You know, when they had the 25th anniversary thing, stuff crashed because they couldn't handle the traffic. Probably mm-hmm. not their fault. They were working with a vendor, but still it doesn't look good. So I was a little worried about that. 
I had no problem getting in multiple times, multiple devices. Some people apparently had trouble getting in. But, you know, as we know with like something like List Perfectly, that could be an across the board issue. It could be your computer. It could be your internet connection. It could be anything. But the good thing is, and this is something I've seen, which is really good to see, transparency. They admitted there were issues. It's like, we know you had some issues logging in. Very sorry about that. It used to be, to be like, nope, we're not going to admit that they were login issues. So that was right. good to see. So they went with a program called Bevy. And the I liked the interface. Um, you know, you and I had actually messed around with Bevy a little bit with some meetup stuff beforehand. And it was, we thought it was a little clunky, a little bit of an adjustment because people are so used to like Zoom and stuff like that. Right. But I think overall Bevy was cool. They had, you know, you logged in, you got the intro. It was very clear and well-designed where to go lobby, uh, you know, agenda. You could set up your own agenda. You could set up your own calendar. You could move around chat functions, question mm -hmm. functions, obviously see the presentations, um, you know, a big general chat, a chat specific to what presentation you were in. One feature that I really like were the networking rooms and you and I did some stuff at the end and got to talk to some sellers. That was a super mm -hmm. cool feature too. The only thing I would say about that is they should have labeled the rooms. So you kind of knew what it was, even if they had to change them up, you know, if the admins yep. changed the room name, because seeing networking room one, networking room two didn't really tell me much. Yeah, I will agree with you on that. Um, to anybody that attended eBay Open, check your emails. I believe they sent out a survey. Give them honest feedback. Hopefully they won't be doing this again all online. But you know what? The feedback will matter. They do listen to the feedback. And that feedback form came out right away. So that was good to see. Um, we, you know, we were told by people that we know at eBay that they had good feedback so far. They'd heard good mm -hmm. feedback. And Liz, I don't know if I told you this. But I chatted a little bit with our friend, Rebecca Michaels. And of oh, course, nice. I mentioned Liz's interviewing Jamie Iannone. And Rebecca said that they'd gotten great feedback, that people really liked the interview that you did with him. So there you go. Oh, Good feedback um, for Liz. Man, I was nervous. <laughs> I was sweating. Look. <laughs> <laughs> that was hard. Well, you did a great job. You had your podcast voice. All your podcast skills were put to test. Well, you sat you. up straight. Unlike so one me. of the things that he did say, as soon as we got on, he's like, wow, you sound really good. Like, do you have a professional mic? I said, why, yes, I do, because I am a podcaster. He's like, oh. <laughs> he's like, I only have earbuds. Just kidding. I, don't know. I, mean, I think he has an entire it. crew. Yeah, he has a production entire studio. So I'm pretty <laughs> sure he has better than my $100 mic sitting on my yeah, desk. That's why he's got the uh, virtual background behind him. It's hiding all the people. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, it was very interesting. I was very honored that Hebe chose me. So still, that's super weird to me. Um, if it this sounds really weird, but I have not gone back and watched that interview at all. I interviewed him and I haven't watched it because it's kind of that, like, I don't know. It's weird. Like, no, I don't want to go back and watch it because I'll criticize myself. <laughs> I should have said this. <laughs> exactly. uh, yeah, well, you know, we always see something different than other people see. But that video is available on YouTube. So we will put that in the show notes. And a lot of the videos, it seems to me that they released more than they initially said they were going to release. Yes, so I am shocked. We're going to put a link in the show notes and it's the entire playlist of all the videos that they released. I can't remember. I, I had almost ventured to say it was almost every session. Go watch this. There was a ton of sessions. We have a lot to cover. 
yeah, and we're too. not even covering all of eBay open. <laughs> but one quick thing about the sessions is this: they had a lot of seller sessions. The seller sessions were great. They worked mm-hmm. closely with these sellers. You know, you applied beforehand, and if you got picked, you know, you went back and forth with eBay. But the seller sessions were great. We had a lot of friends that had sessions, so that was really fun to see too. Yeah. So the seller-led sessions. Let's talk. Can we talk about that first? Yes, of course. <laughs> Sellers either had to be nominated or nominate themselves, saying, "Hey, I would like to talk about the subject. I'm a subject matter expert." eBay picked all of these people. Guess yeah. what? They're all members of the Boss Facebook group. There you go. Totally coincidental. I just think that that Facebook group leads to some really knowledgeable, powerful sellers that are willing to share their knowledge. And I think that that's the reason that they were picked. Yeah. But they also really like the Boss Facebook group and they like helping people there. So our friend Maria, the stylister, was talking on branding. Let me tell Okay. I do not have a favorite because all of these sessions were spot on and top notch. So Maria, the stylister, Teresa Cox, Kathy Terrell, Trish Glenn and Diane Lassan, Jessica Oman, Philip Jackson, go check out their videos. Yeah. And Maria was great with like the branding. She was spot on. I learned or was reminded of some things and, you know, interestingly, like the little things like have a logo, but have that logo everywhere because you want to get that association. Then obviously Teresa with inventory. I learned my inventory system from you, so from her. Um, Kathy was great on social media. Big takeaway for me is I love that she talked about Pinterest. She could have gone on for hours, but she talked mm-hmm. about Pinterest. I think that's super underutilized. Um, you know, Phil, I didn't see his presentation. He's super cool, super cool guy. Radio experience, but yeah, Philip and talking about photography. Oh, it was a yeah. really good session. So you guys really uh, go back and listen to all of these. Diane and Trish were awesome. You know, just the back and forth and obviously the Boston uh, edition there. They were great just to even watch their interaction, but they had some yes. great tips as well. They need their own YouTube show. I'm so rooting for that. Or a podcast. Yes. So the Boss Facebook group, it's one of the bestseller Facebook groups out there. If you're not a member, you should super check it out. We'll include the link in the show notes. Tell me what you think about this, because you were at eBay when Managed Payments ruled out. I remember you asking me, why aren't you a part of Managed Payments? Why are you waiting? Why are you holding out? And I'm like, because I can. Okay, so maybe you didn't say it in that voice. Yeah. But I did come around and I did sign up. And it, I, I mean, my transition was flawless into Managed Payments. There was still some things that sellers you know, that need to be worked on. And one of them was what I asked Jamie is getting that immediate payment fixed for offers. So he did announce, I I thought this was pretty interesting that, um, that they will be making buyers provide payment options at the time an offer is made and similar solutions for auctions in 2022. So tell me if I'm reading into this wrong. He said that that they're going to make buyers provide payment option at the time of the offer and similar solutions for auctions in 2022. Does that mean in 2021, we're going to have a resolution for offers? It would be awesome if it was. Yeah, I don't know. Um, And that's the interesting thing for me always with eBay announcements is it's a little frustrating. They they announce stuff and then it's so far out. But obviously Mm -hmm. you have something like eBay open. They want to make big announcements. And then you asked me about managed payments uh, when Mm -hmm. it was rolled out. I mean, I'm a big fan of the concept. I have always thought that the rollout was a little rushed and -hmm. it probably should have been paced a little bit more. And frankly, it probably had something to do with, you know, at the time, 
they wanted to, you know, when eBay open comes up, they've got a lot of focus. They want to announce big things. So they announced, mm -hmm. you know, they announced it was probably a little too, a little premature to announce it at the time. The early messaging and the early rollout were probably a little rough for sellers. We got a lot of feedback on that, but I think the idea is great. And I think this is great because sellers have been asking for it. The, yeah. that immediate payment. Yeah. So uh, hopefully that they do that and they do that this year, it would be amazing if they could do it by Q4 in the holiday rush. That would be awesome to that make sellers be. just pay. So another thing that was mentioned with managed payments was more options. So faster payment options. I don't know what that's going to look like. More scheduled payout options. So currently you can either get paid out every day or on Tuesday. Those are our options. So let's yeah. see what that looks like. And also ways to manage your balance to purchase shipping labels and purchases. And, and, and some of us have kind of said this and it goes back. I think we've talked about it on this podcast way back when, when we talked about platforms and what makes platforms like Mercari and Poshmark successful is you can make purchases with your balance yeah. and that keeps people on the site and that yeah. keeps people spending money and even may pay a little bit more for the item since they have a balance. Yeah. Trust me, I've got a balance on Mercari that they remind me about all the mm -hmm. time, which I think is a good idea. It's like, hey, yeah. you've got this balance. Maybe you should shop on here. And then I they give you recommendations. Yeah. Here's some recommendations for you. So, um, and he did say, just stay tuned over the coming weeks. So, and if we hear anything, we'll bring it to you. Yeah. And that'll likely be announced at uh, community.ebay.com in the announcements. And, uh, you know, we will, we're working to get, uh, some eBay people on. Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe we can, uh, you know, answer some questions there. And I like the more payments options because I think that's, you know, that's adjusting to the, you know, the Gen X, the, it's easier to pay for things now with all the different mobile yeah. apps, all those different options. And let's clear up a big misconception here, Liz, that I still see. So PayPal and eBay, the separation is complete, but that doesn't mean that PayPal is not an option on eBay anymore. Right. You can still use PayPal. A lot of people will still use PayPal. PayPal's actually done some interesting things. You know, PayPal's still growing. PayPal's still a big payment option, and you can still use it on eBay. It's just not the primary payment option on eBay right now. Right. And I so, doubt it's ever going to go away. So buyers can still pay via PayPal. Yeah, if that's yeah. their their choice. But the point yeah. is, is I mean, the main thing with payments is it's managed by eBay now. There's a lot more options. Payout is going to be quicker. They're trying to improve it and they're listening to seller's feedback. Yeah. One more thing that he, uh, Jamie had mentioned was he said that there will be more seller protections when buyers abuse the return process. I don't yeah. know hundred percent what that's going to look like, but I'm, I'm interested to see what will come of that. Um, he did talk about feedback protections, uh, and, and I know at the end of Open, Jordan Sweetenham had kind of talked about that also about, you know, he they they realize that in very few instances it happens, but they're now recognizing and admitting, yeah, we have sellers that are getting bricks back instead of yeah. DVD players. It's good that they're addressing that because it had been something that eBay has kind of skirted for the last couple of years. What we see is, first of all, 
it's a the fear of returns is a big reason why a lot of sellers don't sell on eBay. It's also the reason why a lot of sellers don't offer returns or don't offer free returns because they're scared of that, um, you know, that stuff that does happen. I mean, I'm not a huge seller, but my returns were about or are about 2%. And I know I heard we were talking to somebody the other day and you had said, I mean, you're a big seller, much bigger than I am. And your returns are at about 4%, which isn't bad. That's the range they say your returns will probably be in. And yeah, you're always going to have something that's like you, you will, the more you sell, the more buyers you're going to deal with. There will be issues, but it's good that eBay is starting to address some of these things that have come up over and over. Right. Keep in mind too, my 4%, 5%, somewhere, just depending on the time of year, they're not all fraudulent. Yes. They're, they're just regular returns. Hey, this didn't fit. I don't care if your sleeve yeah. length, whatever return it. That's fine. I didn't lose money. I get to sell the item again. Clearly it was desirable to begin with. If somebody purchased it, I'm going to be able to sell it again. And yeah, that's the big thing is, well, first of all, in this modern e-commerce market, buyers expect to be able to return things quicker and easily. Yeah. We can blame Amazon for that. It's got, yep. you know, it's got its good parts yep. and its bad parts, but people expect to be able to return stuff and they expect free returns. And that's a business decision that's up to you. I mean, it's recommended because people expect that. But right. yeah, there are legitimate reasons for concerns. It's like, you know, but like Liz said, is you get it back and you can just resell it. But I mean, I probably get one a year that's fraudulent. Actually, not even that. I won't even say that much. But I'm also not selling $1,500 <laughs> purses and yeah. $3,000 stereo equipment either. So yeah, there's I a mean, lot to be said for that. Um so yeah, it'll I, I can't wait to see what that's gonna look like. Doug, this one, tell me if you caught this. Sellers that I've been chatting with the last couple days this past weekend, totally over their head, didn't catch it. I didn't catch it either. Okay. eBay's rolling out a more modern storefront. You can create newsletters, you'll be able to add soon a video introducing your business. Um, really cool, sleek, clean things coming out to drive buyers to your store. There was a session called Grow Your Business and Build Your Brand with eBay Stores with Tom Pickney, who is the head of eBay Stores. And okay. he goes on to talk about the modern storefront, how clean and sleek that storefronts are becoming on eBay to where you can create a newsletter to welcome buyers. Um, and soon you'll be able to add a video introducing your business. A and it just goes on. It's about a 10-minute presentation. Really cool stuff coming out with stores. That's great to see because it kind of had seemed to me over the past couple of years that they kind of stripped out some of the options to kind of build up your brand within your store. So now they're bringing that back. And to me, it goes into a couple of things. So first of all, Think of yourself as a business, whatever level you are. So take advantage of these tools with introing yourself, introing your store, introing your brand, because this is what uh, Maria talked about. Whatever level mm -hmm. you are at, you are a brand. You are, And it behooves you to do this to sell more. All this stuff is archived. You couldn't have possibly attended every session, but you know, go through these things and learn about these different things and learn about these options you have. And you know, it's just also an adjustment to what's going on like short video, putting videos back in and just, you know, growing your brand, growing your business. I was overwhelmed, right? I was trying to keep up with the chat, chatting with my friends, listening yeah. to the presentation while also trying to work, right? So I think <laughs> a lot of us kind of were doing that at about the five minute and 30 second mark. Go find this video. So go find all of them. 
speed it up. I think my brain was kind of in overdrive. Totally missed this. Talking about social sharing. If you yes. share. So this is coming up. This is not right now. No more information has been released except for what was said in this video. Social sharing. If you share the link on social media and a buyer purchases with that social sharing link, your seller fees can be reduced to two and a half percent plus the 30 cent transaction fee. And they're doing that because it's going to send more traffic. Yep. So basically they're paying you for advertising your own store. It's what a lot of us are already doing. Um, of course, we don't have specifics on this, so I can't answer any questions or be like, what's going to work like this? So I am super excited to learn more about how this is going to work. And, you know, another quick tip there, going back to our SEO chats with Dave Snyder, is the more links you have out there to your store, to your listings, that's going to help you with your Google SEO. And it's going to help get more notice because Google likes to see links to things. So think of it that, that way. You know. Dave constantly says that static URL. Yeah, it's you important. You need that to, static URL. Yep. Important to point things there because then basically it looks more important to more important to Google. So they'll send more traffic there. So what else did you learn, Doug? So a couple other cool things, Liz, is um, I think coded coupons are a really cool option. I think everybody should do them. It's like it's basically if you've got a store and you're doing a promotion, you want people to come in, you're going to send out a coupon that's going to encourage people to come in. That's the coupon concept, Liz. And apparently you can personalize these coded coupons. So what do you know about these? Yeah, um, I think that we could have an entire podcast about coded coupons. So really kind of dig around if you want to learn more about coded coupons. eBay has some information about that. Um, I can talk more about it in the Facebook group. If there's interest beyond that, maybe we can explore doing a YouTube video myself, personally. I have created coded coupons. What I really like about it is it is personalized. You can set limitations. You yeah. can exclude items. You can put a cap on the amount of savings you give. So I can cap it at a hundred dollars. Yeah. So once any buyer has saved, you know, collectively a hundred bucks, my coupon can shut down. You, I mean, when you go through this, it's very easy. If you go to create a coupon, you can just go by line by line and eBay off to the right hand side shows you everything, all of your parameters that you've chosen with the coded coupons. This is something really cool. I've done it once. I did kind of not think it all the way through. So a buyer was able to come back and buy multiple things one by one instead of adding them together. Okay. They took advantage of it. Was I mad? No, because I made sales. But I yes. learned from it. So I didn't lose money. I mean, that's you, you want to make sure that you're going into this not losing money. But this is really cool. So I have set up a coupon code. It's thank you, call. I can't even remember. I'm going to just make it up as like thank you, Colorado or something. Because you have to name them and they have to be unique. And what it is, is it's a set percent off coupon that I have static. If you go to your sold items in eBay off to the far right hand side now, you can send coupon. Nice. And you can send. So what I've been doing, I, I, I only I don't know how long it's been out, um, but I recognized it like in the last week or two. And I've been going through and just sending out, you know, like my oldest items that have that I've been delivered once an item's been delivered, I just send that thank you. Very Come nice. back, shop yeah, my that's store. Cool. And there's ways for you to print these out and add them to your packages if you want. I'm just now playing around with it for the first time. I think it's really cool that it is electronic 
It's one more way for a buyer to see your brand. If they had a good experience with you, they'll be like, oh yeah, worst case scenario, they're like, oh yeah, I forgot I bought from them. Let me go leave them good feedback because I had a great experience. And so two things there. So first of all, they're going to do some stuff where you can identify repeat buyers, right? I yes. think that's huge. And then like you just said, that's a great idea to follow up. If you get a repeat buyer, send them a coupon because they're going to mm -hmm. be like, you know, they'll be more likely to buy. You know, you hinted at this, but so these coded coupons, it's just another one of the promotion options you have available. So that mm -hmm. kind of ties into, you know, look at all that stuff, use that stuff because it's going to help you get sales. You know, another option that they push of it is the enhanced promoted listings that came out a few weeks ago. But right. basically with that is, you know, you do the promoted listings, you pay the fee and you're going to get more notice out on Google. And so basically, right. you know, there's internal and external search. Internal search is the stuff on eBay. External search is the Google stuff. Your other, uh, you know, there are other search engines, but, you know, right. it's basically Google. And okay, right. hi, Bing. hi, Bing, we know you're there. But so it's just more traffic again. The promoted listings you pay, but you're getting more notice now out on Google than you used to. And it's, uh, you know, easier. Yes, I'm excited to see uh, how that plays out in my promoted listings even. eBay had dropped some hints and we picked up on that and we've kind of talked about this. You know, eBay doing the pay-per-click, they talked a little bit about that. I think that confused a lot of sellers because it was kind of took sellers by surprise and then they just yeah. talked about it super fast. But this reminds me of something too because I saw somebody in one of the Facebook groups over the weekend complaining about all the eBay changes over the years and that's making them leave eBay. Let's go back to this. It's like eBay is a business. Obviously, they make money when you make sales, but they're a business. They want you to make sales and they make these they make these changes for a reason. A lot of them are mm -hmm. based on seller feedback. You know, I probably am an eBay cheerleader. Like maybe in the cheerleader world, I'd be like the goth cheerleader. It's like, yeah, I'll <laughs> cheer, but I've got a little bit of attitude, maybe some black eyeliner, some fishnets. But... <laughs> <laughs> Let's just just keep going, Doug. Keep going. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Yay. Um, they make these changes for a reason. And you know, it's to it's to help you grow their business because that also grows eBay. So Liz, what's up? So there was some category breakout stuff. Tell us about that. Some of the sessions were well received, some of them were not. Mm -hmm. I know that the first day, uh, eBay leaned heavy on cards trading cards. And <laughs> yeah. I think that was the complaint from a lot of the people okay. that joined the collectible breakout. I Sorry, eBay. Uh, it was like, I, from what I, I didn't attend it, I haven't watched it, but a yeah. lot of people were really hoping for a wide variety of collectible talk. And they talked 95% trading cards, which okay. they're a collectible. Okay. Um, I attended the fashion one. I always love learning about what's up and coming and learn some things. I love trying to kind of keep up with what's going on. So a couple of, you know, they gave a lot of statistics, a lot of things for clothing. Uh, you know, some of the things that I'll just throw out there, like in 2020, the year over year growth, 21% increase in men's clothing and shoes. Q1 2021, 22% men's in clothing, okay. men's clothing and shoes. To, in contrast, for the 2020 year over year growth for women's clothing and shoes, it was a 1% increase. So Q1 2021, year over year growth for women's clothing and shoes was 15%. So men's clothing and shoes, so there's been a yearly and a quarterly year over year growth in the men's clothing and shoes categories. And kids has, kids' clothing, shoes, and accessories has also seen an increase. 
one of the things that I always like to keep an eye on um, because I'm old and crusty and started on back in my day. We didn't even have cell phones. What? No, but one of the things that I always like to keep uh, an eye on is mobile purchases. So over 65% of purchases in the clothing, shoes and accessories, accessories category, over 65% are purchased on mobile. So, I mean, what that tells me is if you're selling in this category, you really have to pay attention to your listings being optimized for mobile. How is it looking? Yeah. So that's, you know, I mean, people are are making these purchases on the go and off their devices. Yeah. Immediate purchases, probably impulse purchases, but, you know, frankly, younger buyers. Yeah, exactly. And well, they talked a lot about the younger buyers. They talked about a lot of the campaigns, you know, really hitting sneakers. They talked a lot about Y2K, the, <laughs> you know, keeping Gen Z on the site. And somebody even said yeah. in a chat, because they were mentioning, they're like, that we're really targeting millennials and Gen Z. And somebody's like, uh, millennials are already here. That's and true. that's true. Yeah. That's true. Millennials are already all over eBay. Yeah, no, that's so, true. And it is important to target that. I mean, it's not, who I target to, but I see the value and the importance of that. But anyways, go back and take a look. I personally enjoyed the fashion. I love, I'm a total nerd. I like seeing that information. And, you know, the card thing isn't a big shocker because they're really pushing right. that, you know, trading cards have had a really good year. They are big again. They probably mm -hmm. should have been a little more, you know, open in what they were covering, but trading cards are big. Again, sneakers are big eBay's got some other competition coming up that's selling some of these, like StockX has moved into yeah. different categories. So I mm -hmm. think they're going to keep seeing that. There's a lot of different things in collectibles. And we had a great collectible episode last week with Sergeant Red and they sell cards. They sell a lot of cards. They started yep. selling magic cards. There's a, there's a lot, of, a lot of other options in collectibles. There really is. Um, but I'm going to go back and take a look at some of the other categories, even though they're not categories that I sell in. Yeah. They're categories that I have a potential to sell in. Yeah. And, you know, that's the thing. I'm I'm going to definitely expand. I'm actually going to really look into, you know, starting to sell clothing. So Liz is like, she, she knows she'll be hearing from me. <laughs> All right, Liz. So let's touch on, this was another announcement, eBay open announcement that I know is near and dear to your heart. You've mentioned it. It's the yes. up and running grants for 2021 on eBay have opened. So tell us a little bit about that. So I was one of eBay's up and running grant recipients for this Thank you. Uh, so yeah, I was fortunate to where I was one of the grant recipients. Um, it was the first time that they had done this. They, this came about because of the pandemic to help small business owners stay up and running. And they gave out 50 grants at $10,000 each. And eBay announced that they will be doing around two. Yeah. So these are active and open and you can apply right now. It ends. So this is the application dates end September 3rd. This oh, is a wow. very short window. You guys listen up. Do not procrastinate on this. Yeah. And it's like you, it's, you've said, Liz, it's out there. Apply for it. Give us a couple super, super high level tips. First and foremost, make sure that you're eligible to apply. Um, so you're not wasting your time and you can. Yeah. So all of this information is on ebay.helloalice.com. And we're going to link to that. But you scroll down to the bottom of the page. And it talks about eligibility requirements. Read over these, those and make sure you're eligible. You're applying for a grant. They sit down and read these. Every single one of them. Last time, I think it was somewhere around 14,000 applications were submitted. Wow. And 50 were selected. 
It was very short notice when it came out last time. The window was small and not a whole lot of sellers knew about it. My gut feeling is this time it's going to be double entries. So make yourself stand out. This application process asks a lot of questions. I'm not going to go through them, but a couple of questions that have come out is like, I don't have a store name. Well, your, your eBay seller ID is your store name or your eBay store is your business name. Yes. Uh, somebody else said, well, I don't have an EIN. Well, if you're a sole proprietor and you don't have an EIN, it's your social security number. How do you claim your eBay sells on taxes? That's what they need to know. This is a grant. You're going to get taxed on it. They ask a lot of different questions, right? Um, how did you hear about it? Hey, do me a favor. If you are listening to this right now and I have prompted you, or if you read about this on the List Perfectly group, if they say, how did you hear about this? Put List Perfectly podcast, seller community yeah. podcast, or Liz O'Kane. But it would be really cool if eBay found out that you heard about this through via our podcast. That would be cool. Um, it really would. And it asks the personal information, the standard stuff, you know, what's your business website, what's your Facebook page. If you have it, enter it, whatever. going to ask a lot of questions. But if you scroll down to the bottom, you do have to do some essay stuff. Keep in mind, when you go to the eligibility requirements, it also continues on on how to enter entry qualifications, other entry terms. And then there's number seven, judging criteria and selection of finalists. It breaks down the percentage of weight for each of these categories that they are judging your application on. They're giving you what they're judging you on in this form. Pay attention to that. Exactly. So three of them are a demonstrated need for funds, clarity and feasibility of plan for proposed use of funds, and demonstrated commitment of entrant to learning and growth as an e-commerce business. So those are all weighted differently. Keep that in mind as you are applying and you are writing out your responses. But, you know, one thing, Liz always asks why Liz, and it's because Liz is relatable, Liz is honest, Liz is authentic. And I think that's important with this is like, really tell your story. Don't tell them what you think they want to hear. You're going to stand out more if you tell your story, because that's the thing is eBay's all about stories. eBay loves seller stories. You want to spin your brand and answer the question, but also tell the story because they want to hear how you got started, why you do what you do and you know how you've grown. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, I'm still in shock. It, it, it still hasn't hit me that I am like that I won this grant and it's opened so many new doors. Guaranteed, if I wouldn't have won this grant, that video of my seller story would have never happened. And I wouldn't have been able to interview Jamie, period. I mean, it would have been like Liz who and they, mm -hmm. it's still Liz who, but it kind of opened that door. But I also got, so, you know, when you look at it, yeah, it's the grant money, but it's also training and it kind of opens up those doors. Yes, I'm open to learning more. They had a special seller school just for the grant recipients that we got to do. And we got access cool. to eBay employees to ask questions. That's cool. I learned about Hello Alice, how they continue to help small businesses beyond eBay. Really just being a part of that. And it's been super cool. Uh, not only that, you win money to grow your business. Well, there you um, go. But like Doug said, be yourself, be transparent. How are you going to spend that money? Tattoos. Have a plan. Right, right. Yeah. Branding and logo. I think Maria would <laughs> <laughs> would probably go for it, but eBay might not. I don't know. If you want to get a tattoo with it, let them know that's what you want. <laughs> but something Liz touched on too is, so hello, Alice. Hello, Alice. 
uh, is a great resource. So whether you apply or not, you should check out helloalice.com because they have great business resources on there outside of all this. And, you know, helps, yeah, you, learn, get, helps you grow your business. I get email all the time. As a matter of fact, I shared with a lot of my friends, uh, female friends, uh, they had Stacy's Chips was doing a female founded small business grant for $10,000 that you could apply for. So I sent it to all my female sellers because they are small businesses say, Hey, this opportunity is here. Not saying that hello, Alice is just for women owned businesses. It just happens to be one of the examples that are out there for many. And remember, she's just Lizzie from the block. So right. she was able um, to do it. Lizzie from the basement. And as a matter of fact, I have a friend that's going to be starting a YouTube channel. Guess what? Hello, Alice is sponsoring a how to get started on YouTube seminar that's awesome. for small businesses. Um, so she's going to take that course for free. They're going to tell how, go. tell businesses how to get on YouTube. So, you know, it's just resources. eBay up and running grants closes out September 3rd. And I think I don't have it in front of you, but it's something like at six Eastern. So you don't have until your bedtime on the third. Don't wait until the last minute. <laughs> yeah, get on it. Get it done. <laughs> it's a short window, but it's worth it to try. You never know. Liz didn't think she would win. I remember telling me that. She's like, no. I applied. I didn't think they picked me. But I, like yeah, I seriously but, forgot that I applied. But <laughs> but don't be like Liz and wait till the last minute. No, don't. Don't. All right. And then not so Liz, yeah, a lot of involvement with sellers, a lot of involvement with eBay. Seller panels were very successful. A lot of good feedback. Sellers love to hear from sellers. And then at the end, Jordan Sweetnam came on. He's super cool guy, nice guy, very seller oriented. He's very active on Facebook. You know, he posts a lot of eBay stuff. He responds to sellers, uh, you know, and he gave the closing remarks. So some overviews, some seller shout outs, things like that. So I wanted to comment on that, Liz, because one thing I thought yeah. was interesting that stood out to me. So he talked about, you know, seller focus and how they listen to sellers and they want the seller feedback. Here, I'm going to say what Jordan can't say. I'm going to help him out and say what Jordan couldn't say. So basically, you know, he had said that over the past few years, there was a big eBay lean towards buyers. Yes. And basically said that that was a mistake because sellers are the heart of eBay. And obviously buyers are part of it, but sellers are the heart of eBay. And he came out and said that. That's hearkening back to the Devin Wenig era. And that's when I was at eBay. Mm -hmm. so, I mean, that was a big push. It's like, we're working to get buyers. And so what they were working to do, that's why a lot of the changes came around because they wanted, the theory was make the best buyer experience or make the buyer experience the best we can because that will bring more sellers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's where a lot of things came up. A lot of recommendations came up. A lot of these changes that a lot of the sellers didn't like. You know, at the time, I, I thought the idea made sense because basically Amazon has set these buyer expectations that people expect across the board. But now, you know, I definitely, definitely agree that sellers are the heart of eBay. I did a lot of work with sellers when I was there. So it was interesting to see Jordan, you know, come out and admit this and said, you know, in the past, we'd lean towards buyers. I don't think he used the word that it was a mistake, but he basically implied that. And it was like, you know, now we're listening to sellers. And I think him coming back was a big step because he was very, yeah. you know, very liked by sellers. And right away, he started to shift things. And then, you know, there was some crossover there, a little bit of crossover with Devin. And then, uh, 
you know, Jamie came on. He's very seller oriented as well. So I think it's a good, um, I think it's good for them to admit that. And I think it shows some openness. And I think it was probably, I think it's a bigger deal than most people realize. Yeah. I mean, now that I hear you say it and get kind of like the insider scoop and, and, and your take on that, it totally makes sense. You know, the buyers are here now. Sellers have more choices nowadays. And eBay knows that. Yeah. And they have to constantly be adjusting to that. And, you know, they're they're trying. And it's like we always yeah. say, eBay's a big battleship and it takes time to turn that big ship. You need that giant wheel with the little um, school bus handle to turn the ship. And it takes I time. I wish the sellers could see you describing <laughs> turning a ship. <laughs> That's a big deal. Sellers are going to bring buyers, but it's also a realization that buyers are going to buy everywhere. They're going to yeah. like certain things to buy on eBay. They're going to go to Mercari for certain things. They're going to go to Etsy for certain things. You know, and there's this proliferation of choices now. Sellers are probably a little more loyal than buyers. Probably. I think buyers are just going to buy where they can get the best deal. They're going to want the best deal. They're going to want to be able to find it quickly. They're going to want to, you know, they're going to want to get it quickly. They're going to want to be able to return it if they don't like it. That's just the way buying is now, even in the real world. I'm excited for the changes that are coming up. You know, right now it's stay tuned. Yeah. And, you know, I thought it was a good event. I thought the seller engagement team, events team, everybody did well. There was a lot of eBay involvement, but it wasn't too heavy handed. There's obviously concern when you do something virtual that you don't have, you won't have that, you know, face to face interaction. Like, you know, that's a big part of eBay open. A lot of people go to eBay open and they just do it to network and talk with yeah. other sellers. Maybe don't go to a lot of the workshops, but they managed to kind of bring that across the best they can with, you know, all the chat stuff. The photo booth was cool. People really like that. The networking rooms are really cool. Liz and I did a networking room at the end and talked to some sellers. That was super fun. So that option, um, you know, and it's going to be interesting. Obviously, we hope that eBay Open will be back in person next year. We don't know. I mean, if it's going to be in Vegas or what, you know, when I was still there, they were thinking about maybe doing, you know, doing eBay Open in another in another spot. So, you know, let's see how it's going to be. It might be interesting if they do some kind of hybrid type of thing. A lot of people don't want to travel across the country. A lot of people maybe don't have the money. Maybe they have, you know, an online experience next year. So I think it's, I think it's all up in the air. They're going to look at the feedback they get and, you know, make that, uh, make that consideration. Yeah. And something to keep in mind too, when you look at this, you know, eBay did this all online this year. It was free. And they sent out over 5,000 swag bags at no cost. Some other events do charge yeah. for their online events and they do charge if you want the swag. Yeah, no, that's true. And, you know, the swag bags were cool. People, some people got yeah. different stuff. I got some snacks. So I want to think that Rebecca Michaels, you know, recognized my snack call and put those in her <laughs> herself, you know, maybe. I was Go the send only her one a thank you card, snacks. Doug. Thank you, Rebecca. Yes, for the yes. Snacks. But I was sitting here thinking... As you were talking about events and Vegas and in-person, something we'll talk about in upcoming episodes, something that you can go and Google and look up right now is the Boss Reseller Remix in-person reseller event covering multiple platforms over three days in Vegas, in-person. Tickets are on sale right now. So it's in Vegas. So you get that. It's a yep. big seller event. It's probably going to be the biggest in-person seller event of the year. The speaker lineup is awesome. You know, we'll put mm -hmm. the link in the show notes. There are going to be a lot of surprises. It's going to be a lot of fun. 
Yeah, so that that is something to look forward to if you're missing that in-person event. And we'll talk about more more about that later. You will definitely hear more. We have a lot of friends that will be there. Yes, indeed. And you never know who might turn up, Liz. So, Doug, do we have anything else for eBay Open or Seller News this week? Oh, how could I forget, Liz? I can't believe I didn't forget to mention this. What's so that? there was a panel I sat in on. So Bradford Shellhammer, who's in charge of buyer experience, and Andrea Stairs did a panel. And so I was going through it. It's like some of the updates that are coming. So they talked about how they're going to modernize the platform. But mm-hmm. what really stood out to me is they took some time to talk about uh, seller videos, Liz, mm-hmm. and you know how those are going to come back. And then also, Liz, they took some time to talk about... Yes. They took some time to talk about... Liz, they took some time to talk about TikTok. Oh, dear. You know how I love the TikTok. <laughs> oh, yes. But anyway, no, that's important. And it's good that, you know, they're adjusting these type of things. Uh, TikTok videos, short videos, seller videos. And we've talked about this a lot. So videos aren't for everybody, but it was interesting to hear, you know, that they are, they're bringing videos back. That ties into what you talked about, like introducing your business, those video options. But again, recognizing that they constantly need to be modernizing the platform because there's a lot of competition out there. No, I think that that was the session that I heard that and it's like, ha ha, <laughs> I know you're excited e- to hear this. E- but anyway, e- no, it was, it was a good experience. I'm glad it worked out so well. And, you know, sellers really seem to enjoy it. Let's just hope it's, hope it's back in person. But, you know, again, the success of this virtual event, maybe they'll have more virtual events, virtual only events. But, you know, a mix of both, I think, is the way to go now. I think I agree with you. No, I do. I think that, that is, that's going to be interesting to see coming forward. Um, and I think with that, Doug. Yes. think that that is a wrap on episode 26. A wrap on episode 26. And now that we have done our recap, eBay can close the door on eBay Open Online. 2021. There we go. There we go. It's finally done. Thanks again for joining us this week on the Seller Community Podcast from List Perfectly for episode 26. We had our eBay open recap and some news. And you can find us at listperfectly.com slash podcast. You can leave a message or ask a question at anchor.fm slash seller community podcast. You can email us if that's what you prefer at podcast at listperfectly.com. I'm a big emailer, Liz. I prefer email over phone calls, over voice messages. I like texting, Facebook Messenger. Same girl, same. That's right. Preach. (laughs) You can also post a question in the List Perfectly Facebook group. Find that at facebook.com slash group slash list perfectly. Use the hashtag seller community podcast if you're asking a question and then mention Liz or mention Doug. You can listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. And be sure to subscribe and tell your friends. You can also follow us on Instagram. I am at Colorado Reworn. Doug is at Snoop.Dougie. And of course, follow Atlas Perfectly. We will see, see you, you next, next week. week.